0: vampires, werewolves, ghouls, ghosts, mummies that come back to life after 3,000 years. Can such things be? Well, I've spent a lifetime doing my best to persuade you, at least for an hour or two in a darkened theatre, that there are things that go bump in the night and raise a lump in your throat, a hard knot of terror. Mm broadcasting from a remote corner of the front office of Grave Diggers Local
1: 16 it's 6 foot plus the podcast of music and more for those who like it spooky It was on a dreary night of November that I beheld the accomplishment of my toils. With an anxiety that almost amounted to agony, I collected the instruments of life around me, that I might infuse a spark of being into the lifeless thing that lay at my feet. It was already one in the morning. The rain pattered dismally against the panes, and my candle was nearly burnt out when, By the glimmer of the half-extinguished light, I saw the dull yellow eye of the creature open. It breathed hard. How can I describe my emotions at this catastrophe, or how delineate? The wretch whom, with such infinite pains and care, I have endeavored to form. I had desired it with an ardor that far exceeded moderation, but now that I had finished, the beauty of the dream vanished, and breathless horror and disgust filled my heart at the sight of another episode of Six Foot Plus, the podcast of music and more for those who like it spooky. Thunderstorm or no, new episodes are brought to life Fridays over at sixfootplus.com, on mobile smartphone apps like Stitcher, and on iTunes. Rate, review, and subscribe to Six Foot Plus, and most of all, tell a friend friend good become friends with us connect on social media facebook.com slash six foot plus at six foot plus podcast on instagram and on twitter it's at six foot plus that's the number six f-t-p-l-u-s i am neither fritz nor igor nor dwight fry but the mad mind in an oblong head that is strange jason And welcome to a Frankenstein episode in celebration of the 1931 movie and its original story. November marks the release of the 1931 film, and and since I'm a fan of both that iconic movie as well as the original story, we'll celebrate with a ton of Frankenstein-themed music this time around. We have songs from Hot Rod Frankie, Die Monster Die, The Madeira, and Little Mac and The Monster Men. And a different kind of storm hit Matsylvania this week. Monster Matt, Patterson, and Igor had to dig Monster Map Manor out of six foot plus worth of snow, so let us appreciate how much effort it took into getting us this Monster Map Minute. Funny enough, cold weather played an integral part in the origin story of Frankenstein. The legend behind the creation is a simple one. Start with the daughter of two writers, add two more romantic poets, include an Indonesian volcano in the Swiss countryside, mix well with Germanic ghost stories and sprinkle in a little bit of peer pressure, chill until ready and voila, a modern Prometheus. Yes, when the Indonesian Mount Ambora erupted in 1815, causing the following year to be one of lower temperatures, it was considered a year without a summer. That was when Mary Wollstonecraft, soon to be Mary Shelley, joined her then-lover, Percy Shelley, for a summer in Switzerland, with Shelley's friend and fellow poet, Lord Byron. But since it's no fun to go swimming in the cold, the trio spent most of the summer indoors. Being that this was long before the idea of Netflix, the PS4, or even Cards Against Humanity, the trio were left to read a book of Germanic ghost stories as entertainment. Then a bet was laid that each of those three writers were to write their own ghost story because, as we all know, writers are often cocky assholes who think they can do better than anybody. When Mary didn't pony up to the bet right away, Byron and Percy kept on bugging the poor woman until she experienced a waking dream, eliciting visions that would sow the seeds not for her entry in the ghost story contest, but the novel that would be published a few years later. And from that, a wellspring of inspiration for thousands upon thousands of works, all bearing the name Frankenstein. One, if not the most iconic of which would come a hundred years later, when Boris Karloff would give the creature life in the 1931 movie Frankenstein.
0: Sam Stoker knew whereof he spoke when he wrote The Blood is the Power. A powerful melodrama of the macabre, Dracula, the vampire film classic of 1931. But the movie makers showed the moviegoers no mercy that year. Their Christmas present was as grisly a story of science gone wrong as was ever put on the screen. In 1818, the immortal book about a man who made a monster was born in the young female brain of one Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley. And over a hundred years later, the genius of her imagination was transferred to the medium of the motion picture. I was the misshapen creature in those depression days of 1931 that had to compete with Father Christmas to bring pleasure to people during Yuletide. But somehow it worked. People queued up at box offices all over the country, breaking records. And afterwards, it was evident that millions all over the world felt sympathy for the monster. It was clear from the letters they sent that, while they were terrified by my characterization, at the same time, they pitied the monster that I portrayed. And that pleased me because it was exactly what I had hoped. back.
1: find, interspersed between the music on this episode, selections from An Evening with Boris Karloff and Friends. I always found Boris Karloff to be quite the striking name, and was really amazed to find out he was actually born William Henry Pratt. The actual motivation behind adopting the stage name remains a mystery, but since Pratt is slang for ass or idiot where he comes from, It could have been that he just got tired of people making fun of his name. Nonetheless, you'll hear from the famed actor and his experiences under the makeup as we continue onward with our celebration of one of his most famous pieces of work. Though a visually stunning piece of filmography today, in terms of horror, the 1931 Frankenstein movie is very tame, especially by today's standards. However, 80 years ago, the still relatively new invention of the moving picture still cast a dreadful fright. So when Colin Clive's mad Dr. Frankenstein brought his creation to life, the 30s audiences were initially prone to fainting spells and shrieks of pure terror. Ergo, a now famous disclaimer that precedes the film, where actor Edward Van Sloan steps out from behind a curtain to give a fair warning. Having an actor of the film, as Van Sloan plays Dr. Frankenstein's teacher and mentor, Dr. Waldman, having him appear out of costume and by stepping out from behind a theater curtain, established that yes, what you are about to see is all imaginary. He begins, how do you you do? do? Mr. Mr. Carl, Carl Emile, Emile feel feels it would be it a little be unkind, unkind to present this picture without just a, without just a friendly word of, friendly word of warning. warning. Mentioning Carl Emile, founder of Universal Studios. For a more in-depth analysis of this disclaimer and what led up to it, read The Monster Show by David J. Scal. You can find it on Amazon. It's a great book. That disclaimer, what a fantastic quote, and I've seen it repurposed by monster kids everywhere most notably when Dr. Gangreen recites it to open the Tennessee Bloodbath album by the Creeping Cruds. And during the start of this next song, the opening to the album, My Father Was a Madman, a concept record based around the movie Frankenstein by the psychobilly band, Hot Rod Franken... How do you do? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mr. Carl Emily feels it would be a little unkind to present
0: little this little picture without <laughs> just a word of friendly <laughs> walk. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who
2: sought to create a man after his own, downy without reckoning upon God. It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation.
1: Hammerdowns, and Frankenstein's Hot Rod. I mentioned Dr. Game Green prior to that bit of music. The good doctor wrote an award-nominated article titled Franken-Designer, which you can get off an of Amazon Kindle for $1.50. It details the origin of the Frankenstein monster's design. Since confusion over the past years have shifted the focus away from makeup effects wizard Jack Pierce on to the movie's director, James Whale. It's a great read, very detailed. Dr. Gangrene did a great amount of research. It describes not only the origin of the myth of how James Whale was incorrectly accredited with the monster's look, but also information as to what Jack Pierce did in designing what we now associate with Frankenstein. While Mary Shelley's book describes the creature as being a sickly yellow, a look more accurately portrayed in the Robert De Niro version of Frankenstein, the color of a yellow didn't really work with black and white film. So Jack Pierce just switched to green and there we go. Of course, there's an alternative theory as to why Frankenstein is green. It was that Boris Karloff turned sick after listening to too many instances of the Monster Mat Minute.
3: Goo morning maniacs.
1: <laughs> yes,
3: that's right. It is I, your fiend, yours drooly. Monster Matt Patterson, the man of a thousand bad monster jokes hailing all the way from Matsylvania. Hey-oh! And hey to you, sitting in the corner of the tomb, and, uh, hmm. Master! Master! Oh, Igor! What is it?
4: Master! Master!
5: Do you know he's
3: sitting in the corner of the tomb? Do you? Do you? Do you? <laughs> Igor, <laughs> I don't know who's. Uh, well, he's rather tall, uh, kind of menacing looking. Hmm, I don't know. Uh, give me a hint. Hey, sir, it's
5: Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> my friend, oh, my friend. <laughs> oh boy.
3: Uh, Igor, Frankenstein's monster. Um, uh, I. Uh, I know why you're here. Uh, yeah. yeah. Me
5: here, cause you took my neck bolts.
4: Master, Brr.
5: you took his neck bolts. Oh, I knew you would do that. Ah, uh, why did you
3: do that? Uh, he took neck bolts to eat corn on top. Brr. Monster mad bad. Brr. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, <laughs> about that, um, they just plopped out of your neck, and I figured that'd be the best way to hold that corn on the cob. Uh, yeah, everyone else was having it, I, I, um, I, 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 um, um, well, uh, how about some jokes about your neck bolts? <laughs> okay, how about that? Uh, here we go, here we go.
4: How many volts
3: go through the neck bolts of the monster Frankenstein? We have no count of the exact amount, but boy, they make him feel fine! <laughs> oh, that's bad! Oh. Yeah, mister,
4: terrible! <laughs>
3: Quiet, Igor! How can you compare Frankenstein's monster to bedsheets? The Thread Count! <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Moving on, moving on. Uh, Frankenstein, you monster you. What gift did your bride get for you on your anniversary? Engraved the neck bolts. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: what neck? Bolt's back! Oh, uh, uh, oh boy, I keep bringing it up, don't I? Oh boy. Hoof in mouth, Monster Mat. Uh, um, finally, Maniacs, before I'm in a lot of trouble here, they say Dr. Frankenstein, you know, your buddy, he used wonder bread when creating you you monster you because it helps build bodies (laughs) well that's not true because everyone knows wonder bread has more chemicals than lindsay
5: lohan (laughs) mr that's terrible
4: hey you
5: fool This Frankenstein's monster! Monster Matt make me mad! I misunderstood! I feel like singing song! Frankenstein, Frankenstein, make me a match. My body parts differ, the one that you've snatched. With Igor, that crazy, damnable hunchback. Not one part is like the other. Frankenstein, Frankenstein, a puzzle am I. With mismatched pieces that just don't fly. It seems you've given me one person's eye. And one from somebody's brother. Monster Matt, back.
3: Uh, I'm gonna get out of here, so remember, next time, uh, Maniacs, uh, Ouija board wishes, and cadaver dreams.
1: Bye-bye. This has been the Monster Matt Minute with Monster Matt Patterson. Congratulations, you survived. For more from the Man of a Thousand bad Monster jokes, follow Monster Matt on Twitter at number one Monster Matt. That's the number one, Monster Matt. Keep track of Monster Matt's conventions appearances, his artwork, and info on his new book, Ha Ha Horror, over at his website, Ha Ha Horror, found online at hahahorror.com.
6: I got a head that's flat, and my skin is a pasty green. I got a bolt on each side of my neck, and I'm feeling mean. I got a really weird look in my eye, but you shouldn't be surprised. Don't worry about me, I'm fine, I'm Frankenstein. I got a suit that's black, but the sleeves ain't long enough. I got a pair of big boots for squashing and a-kicking star I got a really weird look in my eye, but you shouldn't be surprised. Don't worry about me, I'm fine. I'm Frankenstein. Hey, 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 I like it this way. Hey, hey, now I'll get to you somehow Yeah, I got a real bad temper I can't seem to contain I got a strange kind of walk in somebody else's brain I got a really weird look in my eye But you shouldn't be surprised Don't worry about me, I'm fine, I'm Frankenstein. Don't worry about me, I'm fine, I'm Frankenstein. Don't worry about me, I'm
7: fine, I'm Frankenstein. Hi, this is Mitch Markowitz at Fearfest 2013. I'm here representing the hilarious House of Frankenstein, I was the associate producer, head writer, and super hippie. Also, The Last Will and Testament of Rosalind Lee. My part on that was key, and my expression in the film was, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. You're listening to Six Foot Plus. Everybody should be. Ah! <laughs>
4: what is it he, he went for a little walk <laughs> you should
0: have seen his face <laughs> yes i went for a little walk and that year and in years soon after in the old dark house the black cat and the raven I went for other little walks that somehow always panicked people. And then, in 1935, I met Miss Elsa Lanchester in the scream heard around the world. That was the reaction from Mrs. Lawton when she was introduced to me in...
2: The Bride of Frankenstein.
1: Squad and Bride of Frankenstein. The Bride of Frankenstein came out four years later after the original, in April and May of 1935. In the original source material, the creature's desire for a mate is a pivotal plot point, and when Victor clashes with his creation over the mate's construction, it sets in motion the series of events that leads to the book's climax. I remember, while in high school, my grade, along with maybe two or three others, were called into a assembly while we watched a three-person theater troupe put on an accurate performance of Frankenstein. Two men, one woman, and while the two men played multiple parts, Victor Frankenstein, his creation, his father, the sea captain that rescues Victor in the Arctic at the start of the novel, the woman was only Elizabeth. When it came to show the unfinished bride-to-be, they used an extensive length of fabric that had been rolled up and bunched up to look like a body covered in gauze and bandages, aping the look of Elsa Lanchester of The Bride of Frankenstein. Elsa was originally a redhead, I think. I thought I saw a picture of either a wig or a hair fixture used on the film The Bride of Frankenstein, showing a shockingly red hair with that trademark Thunderbolt. I tell you it was as jarring as seeing the vibrant colors of the Adams Family living room that hit the internet a couple months ago. I imagine when you're shooting in black and white you get to play around with all the secret colors that the audience has no idea about. Filmmaking. Magic. <laughs>
8: To my abomination, son of man. Who said that? Won't you be mine? Now cut that out. I got cutting to do. I'm not finished with you. Not chit chat till this is through. It's noisy. the do to apprehend me. All sewn up with no place to go Save on a hellish shiny moon That ends all too soon in hell Well, Who said that? Won't you be oh, baby, how you been? Oh, my, your hand's so covered I'll be bold and hold it anyhow It's all so <laughs> thrilling when you're willing To fight and the make by killing
1: in Son of Frankenstein, where the world was introduced to the concept of the doctor's assistant being called Igor. And in that movie, Igor was portrayed by Bela Lugosi. This wouldn't be the only time that a renowned actor associated with the iconic role of Dracula would appear in a Frankenstein movie, as the Hammer Studios and their stab at Mary Shelley's classic would have Peter Cushing portray the Wicked Baron Frankenstein, and Christopher Lee, also the Dracula of Hammer films, as the monster in Curse of Frankenstein. Cushing would go on to portray the Baron in a few more sequels, but Christopher Lee never appeared as Frankenstein. It was a one-shot deal. Probably didn't want to wear the makeup again, and I don't blame him. Being now that the original story is in the public domain, anyone can make their own version of Frankenstein. And so, Everyone has made their own version of Frankenstein. Oh, the universal monster in question is not in public domain, no, it's still trademarked, but the actual character, the actual story of Mary Shelley, that's all fair game. And thus we get things like Frankenstein's Army, I Frankenstein, Roger Corman's Frankenstein Unbound, Creep Creeperson's Frankenstein, Lady Frankenstein, Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell, Frankenstein conquers the world. Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks. Frankenstein versus the creature of Blood Cove. And of course, I was a teenage Frankenstein.
0: I really thought they'd done me in that time. Oh, what an explosion. But four years later, they had me back in harness, and I do mean harness. For I assure you, my friends, that makeup was heavy in The Son of Frankenstein. Purists insist that the name Frankenstein refers only to the doctor who created the monster. But it was in this film that the doctor's son himself established the authority for calling the monster Frankenstein when he brooded audibly about the fact that the villagers in the vicinity of his father's laboratory now made his father's name synonymous with his deadly creation.
7: In the velvet darkness Of the blackest night Burning bright There's a guiding star No matter what Oh You are There's a light Over at the Frankenstein my
4: This is Alexandra
6: West. This is Andrea Subisati from the Faculty of Horror. And you're listening to Six Foot Plus.
1: The Madeira with theme from Young Frankenstein, one of the better derivatives from the original that offered a unique slant on Mary Shelley's story. And before that, Paul Mall and his take on one of the songs from the Broadway musical adaptation of Young Frankenstein. If you want to discover more incarnations of the Frankenstein story and the Frankenstein character, go on over to the Rondo Award-winning blog Frankensteinia at frankensteinia.blogspot.com. You will find everything Frankenstein there. I'd also suggest reading Frankenstein, A Cultural History, since that would answer this next question. Why Frankenstein? What about this character resonates so with us in the modern world? Is it the mixture of science giving life to nature that connects with us as we continue to grow increasingly reliant on technology to get through the day? Is it the idea that we are composites of prior individuals and prior cultures, and so we find ourselves mirrored in the creature in the monster. Mary Shelley also was reportedly influenced by Milton's Paradise Lost and put a lot of the Lucifer character into her creature. Maybe it's this sympathy for a villain unfairly cast in the role from creation that just strikes a chord in our own lives. Or perhaps it's a glimpse of hope that technology and man-made science could one day overcome the insurmountable that we could one day defeat death. Questions, questions, questions. Questions that won't get any answers from this next song. Little Mac and the Monsterman, I'm in love with Dr. Frankenstein.
9: Yes, I was a killer, and I'll kill again Well, I'm the kind of girl that you just can't tame I thought I could love him, now I never will There's a voice in my head that will never be still Oh, well, he gave me life, but I'm driven to kill Oh, will I choose to love him or a murderous thrill.
0: But in the end, I decided my reluctant bride and I were better off dead and told Colin Clive so in no uncertain terms.
4: I
2: can't leave them. I can't. Yes, go. You live. Go. You stay. We belong dead. Ah! ah.
1: so the storm clouds have subsided and the windmill has burned to ashes we have departed the arctic circle while a lone figure is borne away by the waves and lost in the darkness and distance thus we are here the end of the episode i hope you've enjoyed yourself we will come back to life next friday over at sixfootplus.com and wherever else you can find us in the meantime, be sure to talk to me on Twitter at SixfootPlus and read Gravediggers Local 16 over at gravediggerslocal.com. Thank you for hitting download and joining in on this Frankenstein celebration. Do yourself a favor and go watch the Universal movie, if you haven't already. And let me know via Twitter what other Frankenstein works you dig. And like Fritz, Hans, and Igor, I'll dig them as well. Until next time, dear listener, I leave you with the words
0: of the man himself, Boris Karloff, as he sends us off. I hope I've engendered a pleasant baker's dozen of shudders in you. Reminded you of the rich vein of imaginative lore to be mined from vintage reels of screen tales of terror, and outright frightened you a bit, for that was surely what you wanted, wasn't it? With some of my own weird characterizations and memorable excursions into the strange and eerie by my fellow film prayers in the field of the fearful. And so, until we meet again, May all your nightmares have happy endings in the final reel. Good night and sleep well.
4: It's really tough.
1: Six Foot Plus, Episode 129, Electric Green. This has been Six Foot Plus, a GDL16 production. To support, subscribe, rate, review, and recommend Six Foot Plus. The theme song, Carpe Noctum, performed by the Madeira. Shivala Yvonne. Urban Graveyard Lounge music, performed by Kava Khan. Mahalo! Monster Matt Patterson of the Monster Matt Minute can be found online at hahahorror.com. To find out about all the music you heard on this episode, as well as all past episodes and all those important links, go to Six Foot Plus. That's the number six, F T P L U
0: S.com.